Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. What's up, bitch talkers? Uh, what a special week this is going to be, and I don't want to cry about it. Uh, <laughs> We are live from the 2 a.m. club in Mill Valley, one of my favorite bars in the Bay Area, yeah. because Huey Lewis and the News, one of my favorite bands of all time, uh, they took a photo here, and it's pretty famous. It's the cover of their sports album, which is like one of their best albums ever. So uh, we're here because it's Mill Valley Film Festival time. It's also, I'm getting married this week. Um, weird. So... Um, <laughs> We're, uh, Ange flew in, uh, Char. Drove uh, us in. Char, yeah, Char drove her in from Sacramento. And, uh, we're about to go to, uh, an event at Sweetwater in Mill Valley. Private event to celebrate Ben Fong Torres. We watched his doc. We really want to have him on in November. So look forward to that. But, uh, yeah, we're just sitting down. And for those of you that don't know, he was a journalist for the Rolling Stone when the Rolling Stone magazine was everything yeah and i had in no music, idea in social everything. media in everything i had no idea it was started in san francisco so yes that's that's funny because neither did i and i it makes sense because ben fong torres is such like a a local figure yes. if you're if you're media if you're anything mm-hmm. you know ben fong torres yes. and almost famous and blah 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 and then this documentary comes out and i'm like huh how did i not know that this whole... How did we not know? Because we are never taught anything about people of color. Right. Well, him and... It's I very f- Eurocentric, if you haven't noticed. I feel like us growing up, we're of a certain age, and Rolling Stones is always New York. Like, there's never... I don't feel there's ever, like, a throwback to San Francisco when people talk about Rolling Stones. I just don't. I, I don't feel like anyone's mentioned that, ever. That it was here, that it was born here. And that's why now it makes sense that Ben Fong Torres, who's born in, well, not born here, but raised here, um, yeah, wrote for the Rolling Stone magazine. And we're super excited because he's going to be at the event tonight. Yeah. And he paved the way for us, really. Right. And uh, without us even knowing it. Right, right. Thanks, and he's Thanks kind history. Of, yeah, and he's kind of the example of, like, how to make your mark and not be seen as just the Asian in the room, but for your personality and for your voice. And, and just like that we are more than yes. our, our race and right. our ethnicity. Right. So just a really big night for us and just happy to be together, yeah. period. Yeah, and he's, I mean, if you don't know him, uh, he's such a radio geek. He, yes. he loves radio and he loves the medium and he you know like he spent so much time doing radio shows and he has a um, in the pink section of the uh, of the chronicle every week he does a a little column called radio waves ah. and it's about what's happening in, in local radio. radio it's like he's i remember when i first met him he was um interviewing 
uh, the Alice Morning Show because it was in a new, um, we had new co-hosts. And so he was like, um, oh, this is like the new thing in town and he was interviewing our show. And then when he found out that I was producing for Howard Stern in San Francisco, he was just like, he just perked up. He's just like, oh, radio? Like, like locals? Howard, like, he's, he's that guy. He's like... For me, like being a radio geek, he's like another ultimate radio geek. So that's- I have to actually say, Shar, I think the first time I heard of Ben Fong Torres was through Alice. Oh, funny! And I had no when idea when he did when he was in because uh, and you probably were in LA at this time, but um, he did an interview of uh, he wanted to interview Sarah and No Name for the Chronicle. And we were like, well, let's make it super meta and let's have you come on the show and you interview us <laughs> on the air while we're interviewing you and you can have the copy of that and you can use that for your article. Yeah. Wow, Shar. I had no clue. Yeah. So and th- I was a nerd for that show because I loved... I love that combo of Sarah and No Name, and I loved the boot, the boot, Char, the boot. Call Char. It's like a lifetime ago. Yes, and that's so funny because I'm sitting next to Char all the time. Yeah, and I just have no idea like your history. You don't understand. Char. I don't because I didn't grow up in the Bay right. listening to this shit. Well, it's so funny when I hear Erin say that she gets geek when she geeks out about when we first started being friends. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, she, uh, she. We, it was a whole conversation she had with me. Like, oh my God, Char the pro- is going to be our producer now. And I used to listen to her back in the day on the radio. And she's our producer, so this is a big deal. That still like, cracks me up. I love out. it. Yeah. And then now she's like, what the fuck was I thinking about that? <laughs> no, <then?"> not at <laughs> all. <laughs> not at all. Here we are. Here and we are. And here we are. No. We may go to Maui together, too. Anyways, that's for another conversation. Anyways. But... Let's just get back to the week at hand. It's going to be an epic week for yeah, Bitch Talk, yeah, for Aaron, yeah. for and our Bitch Talk family. Yeah. Um, and we're just really excited. And we're going to have an aftermath, I'm sure. But, the, the, like, how are we feeling leading up to this <laughs> wedding? This is the Bitch Talk wedding. Yes. Again, well, even. It's a Bitch Talk storied SF wedding. And storied SF, absolutely. Like, Angie and I are so excited about this weekend, we, like, capped it off with the trip to Reno. Yeah, I mean, they're like, see you bitches uh, later. We're, we're having our own honeymoon. Reno. Yeah. Well, I figure, you know, we're going to have the best luck and the best juju ever after an epic wedding. Yes. Someone's going to win big. And this is officially going to be the first wedding I've ever been to that includes four bars. It's basically a pub crawl wedding. Which was not on purpose, everyone listening. So um, I don't know why you keep defending it. I think that's the glory okay. of the wedding. Well, I think that's the most beautiful I, part I, of the wedding. The, my point is, like, I want people to remember a majority of the wedding because we're spending a nice chunk of change. So it's like, well, I hope people remember the meal. Uh, when we get to it, what? What do you want me I, to say? Okay, it's well, true. I'll just. I'll there's just, a lot of fun. Should ex- I chime in on my thoughts? There's then? a lot of fun experiences. So that's all. I just. We're excited for people to be excited about the experiences. That's all. But if they're fucking drunk by 6 p.m., it's like, well, why do we even do this? <laughs> Which could happen. Well, okay. So I'm just gonna say. You planned your wedding at four different bars, and you tell me to pace myself. 
And I'm saying it's just like my dad, my dad's mom, my grandmother, every Christmas would buy him a bottle of whiskey. And the card would read, Dear Tony, please don't drink too much. It's the same sentiment. Like, but that was one bottle in front of that my That was candy. one bottle of whiskey. This is a five hour, <laughs> no, eight hour wedding. I will promise to have eight? waters in between each drink. Shar, you're in charge. Anyways. Oh, don't put me in charge. Good I'm luck. Sorry, Jeez. I can't handle it. Aunt's in charge. You Aunt, if you're listening, you're yeah, in charge. Yeah, my sister yeah, we'll will get, be in we'll charge. We'll make Aunt in charge. My yeah. sister's good, yeah. But, but we are so excited. And um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not fully finished with my, uh, what I'm going to say. I'm not either. E- either. Um, either. And it's, 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 it's taxing. It's very, it's heavy. Uh, it's like writing a paper and you're like, I have a deadline <laughs> and I got to write this paper. But it's like a paper that you want to write, obviously, and it's your heart and soul on it. But it's also daunting because you're like, how much can I say about a person that I'm going to spend forever with? And like, but also for people to l- want to listen. <laughs> like, how much do you write? How much do you don't? I looked, I Googled shit and that kind of was <laughs> boring. No, don't Google. Yeah, nope. I know. I for know. this, Google know. your heart. It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> I was telling, I told Ange at, uh, at lunch today about me when I had to write my speech for my brother's wedding. Oh. And that was like, it was one of those things that like, I totally wasn't planning on what I was going to say. Like, I had it in my head. Yes. And I had formulated, like, little bullet points, and I thought that I was totally going to wing it. And then, like, at the last minute, I, like, had a wave come over me and go, you stupid, why? <laughs> like, why would you? Why are you going to wing this? And so I went. Uh, they got married in um, at the chapel in Yosemite. Oh, so that's right. I was in the Awani Hotel. I oh. went into the little computer room. At two o'clock in the morning, the night before the wedding, Char does her best work. <laughs> yeah, at two and, and I totally like just downloaded all the bullet points I had in my brain and put it into a computer and saw everything and organized it and then read it once and then I tucked the paper away and I was able to give this speech without the paper but the oh. way that I wanted to give it exactly okay. the way that I wanted it. So I guess my the moral of the story is it'll come to you and it'll be exactly the way that it needs to be. Aww. I started it finally and it's almost a whole page so I know I need to wrap it up. So. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Fuck Char because now <laughs> I'm pressured. You were able to give it without your paper. Yeah, oh, well, I'm, good I'm for taking, you, Char. I'm taking my paper. <laughs> So I, I'm well, not- I have index cards. Oh, excuse me. Um, but my biggest concern is the cry factor. Right. And I'm just going to think of, you know, it's like when men have sex and they're like, oh, I don't want to come too fast. So I got to think of grandma. I just got to think of like what will stop me from crying. So what what do you guys think? Do you have any advice? <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I'm an asshole? That's so weird. But sure. This is because now we know what you're going to be thinking of when you're reading Well, to stop me from crying. So maybe like something that makes me happy. So maybe I'll think of like pickles. Something that's not emotional that makes me happy. Like pickles. Yeah, pickles. Ronald Reagan. Okay, Jeff from Story to SF said Ronald Reagan. Yeah, no, Maybe not. Um, Maybe a Freddy sandwich. I don't know. But no, but that turns me on. Sorry. Because uh, my ex used to live next door, so we'd have a sandwich and then bones, so, you know. Ew, now I know. And now I can't unknow that, everybody. 
Changing subjects. Cut that out. No, changing (laughs) subjects. How was your women's march? Oh, that's right. That's what we're going to talk about. Jesus Christ. That seems like four years ago. Oh, my God. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So my initial plan was to go to downtown L.A. Right. Because Ange is still and in that, SoCal. And that, and that changed because the friend that I was going to meet up with wasn't going to do it anymore. And honestly, it was for the best because the drive and the parking. And you the, were done with driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after we were after, around. After our bitch truck <laughs> does SoCal, I was like, I'm never driving again. Right. Worth it, but exhausted. Um, and... Thankfully, you, Aaron, uh, showed oh. me that there was a Seal Beach Women's March because otherwise I probably would have done Long Beach or Huntington Beach, you know. But Seal Beach is just two right, miles yeah. away, right there on Main Street. Um, and I knew it was going to be small but mighty. And so I show up with my nephew, my yeah. my my son, basically. I mean, I, I've invested my whole heart and soul into this boy. Uh, my nephew Ryan and friend of the show Richard the curse the curse uh, so I showed up with two men to the women's march awesome. and we fucking brought it and there were more people than I expected there was about maybe 70 people I would awesome. I would estimate um, but uh, Main Street Seal Beach is, is really small it's like three blocks long really quaint um, and, and one of the things that I loved was now I know which stores to support because some people were out there like, yes, 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 and chanting as we circled. And others weren't. Okay. <laughs> which is to be expected in the OC. But I was expecting uh, way more aggressive people, and we yeah. did not. Zero? Um, no, we had two. Okay. Uh, white women. Fun. One of them was just yelling, um, what about uh, adoption or, or something like that? And I just kind of what like, about it? Was like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Great. But um, one of the things was like, I have a tendency to walk fast, and so did you know uh, my nephew and and our and Richard. So we we, we kept ending up in the front <laughs> somehow. And and I love this is why I love the men that I was with. Both Ryan and Richard were like, we shouldn't be in the front of a women's march, you know. So they kept <laughs> stepping back, like, okay, you guys first, you know. So I was in the front with this woman, just like yeah 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 yeah, and this one woman just stopped right in front of us, and she was like. My body, my choice. What about the vaccine? Oh, cool. And she's just like, thought she hit us with a gotcha? Right. Oh, my God. And I was like, that is not comparable. Like, how does my abortion affect you? Your vaccine affects me. And this other woman was like, it's not, you're not going to get arrested for not having a vaccine. Not yet. Just kidding. Just kidding. Whatever. But anyway, we just kind of said a couple things and kept going. But just the... The audacity, like the the strength she had to just stand there, wow. right in front of our march, and say that, like, to think that we'd be stumped, right? Which is is very funny. So all of you funny. just marched around her, basically. We marched around her. And it was no problem. I mean, there were some old men that were sitting and just like chuckling as we walked by, because we walked by a few times. Like, uh, uh, you know, Seal Beach is very small, so we kind of circled around the very populated areas but that didn't bother me i mean what that's like fucking just another day in the life yeah, right? i mean before you guys came into the 2 a.m club that was happening 
that's for a later story. Yeah, I mean, like, what does that matter? But yeah. um, that's everyday life. But honestly, like coming from San Francisco and LA, and I'd never been in a, at a march like that. That was so small, Intimate. but really mighty. And uh, you know, they were selling stuff. We bought pins. We bought, but we're like, we'll buy everything. Just like completely, just in full support, and all of the money went towards this organization in Texas. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah, it was great. It was beautiful. And it, we were we were off the beach. Right. You know, it was gorgeous, a gorgeous day. Yeah, and then you guys went to Turks. And then we went to my favorite dive. Okay, well, that's another story. Then oh, we went yeah. to Turks. Yes. So the, the march was incredible, beautiful. Thank you to everyone that organized it. And then we went to... Um, our favorite dive bar because actually initially I was we were going to go to a bar off Main Street Seal Beach okay but the curse was like maybe we shouldn't go to a bar you know right here after the march because people are kind of like high fee and like I'm really not trying to get in a fight right now yeah so I was like good call so then we go to Turks and um, (laughs) it's empty because it's also the equivalent of Fleet Week in uh, Huntington oh, Beach. Cool. So everybody's at the beach, like watching, you know, the flyovers and shit. No comment. So it's fucking empty. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about that afterwards. It's empty. So we sit at the bar and my bartender, Jamie, is there and he's fucking, I told you guys, I love this guy. So we're sitting there and it's just us and two old men. Right. Two very old, very white. old men. Old white. Old and one of them is Old wearing uh, American flag shorts, sure. a South Carolina basketball sure. jersey, and a you know just equivalent hat. And I was scared, which is horrible because I was wearing my Planned Parenthood shirt and my Planned Parenthood beanie, beanie. and I just like I'm just trying to have a drink, and I was scared. But Richard the Curse is the best because he has vindiction and and uh, morals. But he still, like, talks people through it. And he finds a way to be charming. And he found a way to, like, bond with this, you know, right-leaning older man with American flag shorts on. And <laughs> they made peace. And it was fucking great. And we were toasting. And, and it, was, it, it actually, like, capped off the, the march in a really beautiful way. Because I was like, wow, he was able to find peace with this uh, American flag short wearing, <laughs> um, you know, 70 year old. Right. So it gave me hope. Good. So that was, oh, no, that wasn't the end of the day. I'm so sorry. Is this like a 15 minute episode yeah. now? Yeah, we're already at 25. Okay. So we go home. 20. So we go home. Okay, drinks and drinks and drinks later and toast and toast and toast later. We go back to Leisure World. He drops me off and I'm smashed because I'm very uh, lightweight these days. So we walk the dog, we walk Bailey, and I kind of just pass out before Richard has even left my house. But my sisters are there, my nephew's there, and everybody's kind of partying together. All of a sudden, I wake up to this um, Latina woman's voice yelling, Ricardo Fall, Ricardo Fall, knocking on our door. And my window was open, so I jump up like, Richard? Richard fell? Right. He fell across the street. Richard? Yes, Richard. I'm sorry to laugh. He's okay now. He's okay now. I'm so sorry. But I, I, everything's fine now. He's the curse. No, so he had... So he had 
Ricardo Fall? Yes, this beautiful woman. No, 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 no. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What time was this? How much after this you passed This was like out? 9 o'clock at night. 7 p.m. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and he's driving home, mind you. No, it wasn't because he was drunk. drunk. <laughs> Ricardo Fall. That's no, just so his like, new name, so basically. So Ricardo Fall. Yeah. So apparently he had, well, I gave him a LaCroix, you know, when sure. we were driving to yes. the march. So he had the can of LaCroix in his car. And it was a little bit full, but he wanted to dump it out. This oh, is his explanation. Pull, did he pull a U at Disneyland? Try <laughs> throw it in a yes. hole. It goes the hole. Minus the electric wheelchair. Yes. So he um, saw some plants, and he was gonna pour <laughs> the plants while he's driving. But he no 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 he, he before he left. So he went to pour it into. He was walking like a normal on normal land. And he stepped on, um, so there's uh, bike racks, but he didn't know that they weren't uh, uh, cemented into the ground. They were, they were a little loose. So when he, went, when he went to pour the water out, he stepped on the bike rack and it was loose and he fell and smashed his nose and was bleeding. And the cleaner at the clubhouse that he was outside of saw him fall and bleeding and ran over to our house and said, Ricardo, fall. Ricardo, fall. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my stomach hurts. Yeah. Of course he fell. And so I woke up and I'm like, Richard, what the fuck? And he's bleeding from his nose. And he's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, you're drunk. Stay here. Yeah. And he said, no, it was loose ground. And... That was his explanation. So take it for what you want. But that was how the night ended. Oh yeah, he's the he is the curse. The, I mean, I hate to think about it. He's not. He's just a human that's old. And he's 52. <laughs> you fall sometimes. Ricardo fall. <laughs> no, Ricardo. Ricardo fall. Ricardo fall. I was laying by the like, what? What? Like knocking frantic. Oh my god. Ricardo. Ricardo Fault. Next time you see him. I am. Yeah. I need to put his name in my phone. As Ricardo, Ricardo Fault. <laughs> Just by the way, if no one listened to our Disney catch up a couple weeks ago, we were in LA. Ricardo Fall was with us at Disneyland. And we actually we broke Space Mountain, so And Char found a piece of glass in yes. her drink. So, a very large I piece mean, of glass. It all kind of makes sense. At Captain oh, but Jack's. we love you, Richard. But I mean, why? It's sort of a weird coincidence. <laughs> but he, he's pouring water and he falls and. Uh, well, anyway. my, my women's march wasn't that exciting. Uh, but I did get to hang out with my former supervisor. I will not tell her name and talk a lot of shit about a lot and of things. She is the bomb in San Francisco, which was kind of my favorite thing in the world. I'm super jealous. It was good. I was like, so all the things that I think are right. You're basically confirming all of my feelings about a lot of things in San Francisco. And she was fucking out. Yes. She's like, I'm out. Yeah. She's like, um, because it's bullshit and mm. racist. And I lots of racism. Mm. Lots of uh, towards Asians. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that job on anybody. No. She also was like, I don't want to be nice to anyone anymore. I'm like, I hear you. Mm. Um, and I got to meet Chessa Boudin, who is our DA, who's 
a part of a recall effort by right-wing bullshit conservatives. He's, he's part of a recall effort that started as soon as he got elected. Yes. So, or actually, probably before. Right. Uh, so, so keep that keep that in your mind. Peace. Yeah. And um, the first <laughs> recall effort didn't work, but somehow there's a second one that has more money. Whatever. So we're gonna try and have him on the show. He's very nice. He gave me his car. He's like, "Yeah, I'll be on the show." I was like, "Cool," because I think this is all. He bullshit. drives a Prius. So I yeah. mean, the dude's down to earth. He's like our age. Yeah. So uh, super, super chill. Oh, dude. and you two don't know her, but Jeff and I got to meet her last during the pandemic. I think you don't know who I She's know. A, okay. She's um, <laughs> a very young community organizer. Her name's Tiana Day. And she organized, helped organize, and then led the march last year over the Golden Gate Bridge for Black Lives Matter. So Jeff and I had a conversation with her last year, just over Zoom. She wanted to start a podcast. And then she ended up being at the Women's March. So she and I caught up, too, and that was really cool. So I'm her old lady friend. Beautiful. Because she's literally only 19 now. And doing, she's like in a Canva commercial. She's in. She was in an HP commercial for Hewlett Like she's just doing all the things. She was wow. at New York Fashion Week. She's bomb. So Tiana Day, I see you, girl. Um, I just had fun. I, I went by myself, and it was rad. And uh, there's a lot of photos of me, which was rad. <laughs> so it's right at the front. Thank you, Sophia Andari. Uh, Sophia is friend the of best. the show. Well, she's like, if you get there early enough, come find me and I'll put you in the front. And I'm like, all right. I got there literally like three to eleven, and I'm like, hey, Sophia. She's like, go right there. And that's when I saw. I'm like, oh my god, it's Chester Boudin and a bunch of supervisors. Cool. Was our mayor there? Nope. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Later. Awesome. That sounds beautiful. It was great. And Jeff had uh, my fiance here had Jeff Fest that weekend, and he had a good bachelor party. And his brother came in from Texas, and that was rad. Oh, <laughs> and just sunglasses just fell on her face, uh, kind of cockeyed, and it was hilarious. We're in a bar, and it's at nighttime. And it's <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. That's all that's going on. That's all. But this is pre-wedding shenanigans. We'll figure out when to catch up on it. Are you guys going to record in Reno? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Probably. We'll bring stuff. You'll Who have knows? to do. Who knows what's going to happen? Shar and I will do a post wedding recap in Reno during Chili Fest, and uh, we'll let you know how everything ended up. And <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm sure there'll be posts about the wedding, and you'll see. I mean, if people don't know, Ange is officiating our wedding, which. Official, official, official officiating. Um. Okay, and it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a very San Francisco wedding. Happened to you, Jeff. We're also hoping that the Giants don't go to game five. because Giants and four, bitches. Giants so. and four. When is this coming out? Wednesday. Okay, Giants and four, bitches. Oh, well, we'll know by then. We yeah. will. And I just want to give a couple more shout-outs uh, before we wrap. We're going to have an interview with director and producer Liz Garbus. Um She's kind of one of our favorite creators right now. She's doing everything. So She's killing it. If you're if you're watching um, Nuclear Family on HBO, she's producing that. If you watched I'll um, Be Gone in the Dark, correct on HBO, uh, that was her. Lost Girls on Netflix. Yes. And now um, we're interviewing her because she has a film at the Mill Valley Film Festival, which is where we're coming from, uh, called Becoming Cousteau about Jacques Cousteau. Um, really informative doc, especially for the young ones who have no idea who he is. So, and for the old ones who didn't know a lot about his 
personal life and is before Time's life. So um, look out for that interview. We're also excited to have Adrienne Marie Brown on the show uh, this month. She's a big get, and she has a book out right now called Grievers. Um, so if you can go find that, please do. Um, and that's it. That's all. That's all we're doing. No big deal. No big we're deal. We're just all getting married and NBD. having these epic interviews. And also, I know there's one fan, one big fan of this interview, but we're bringing back Danny Strong, who is one of our favorite guests of our show, and who I we had really on years ago, and just <sighs> one of our favorites. He's followed us back on Instagram. He'll sometimes comment on stuff. And we're going to have him back on in early November just to shoot the shit. It's been like five years. Maybe, yeah. But we haven't forgotten about each other. No, yeah. And that's when you know the love is true. That's true. Oh, now I'm stealing from my officiating speech. All right. And on that note, <laughs> Shari, you got any last notes? That's we it. We didn't even talk about your Nashville trip. Give me that Danny Strong love. We'll save that oh. for another day. There's not much to say. While you guys were at the, uh, while you guys were at the Women's March... I was in the Bible Belt. <laughs> right. The end. Right. And scene. But you were eating biscuits. I was eating good food. I was drinking because I wasn't driving. Uh, I had a little... I mean, it was nice because it, it was a retreat of some sorts. I was hanging out on a, on a big farm. Awesome. And doing some fun stuff that I don't normally get to do. And uh, hanging out in Nashville, which is a city that I love. I used to spend a lot of time in there. And it's really changed a lot, you said, it's since the last time you were there. It's changed a bunch since I was there back in the 90s. But uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time, and, um, and it, was, it was just much needed. And, um, and yeah, and so I'm back, and we're back, and we'll do, we'll do what we do. Yeah. And the next time you hit Nashville, it's going to be with us. Oh, yeah. I, well, I was thinking about it as I... Because, like I said, it's been 20 years, 20-something years since I've been there. Wow. And and when I was there, I was, uh, what, I was a 21-year-old kid. Sure. Just right? a babe. Just I was a, a baby, babe. a 21-year-old baby. And now that I'm seeing it with the way that it's changed and then, the you know, just and just seeing it as a 40-year-old versus a 20-year-old is a lot different. Right. And then That's I saw insane. that and I'm like, when I come here with... Aaron and Ange, we're going to do Memphis. Yeah, we'll hop into Nashville. Yeah, and we'll do like I was like, it's next the, year. We're going to do the we're going to do the South. Not before Maui though. We're going to do the oh. South. Uh, we're going to do the South tour. Well, maybe we'll fly out to we'll fly out to the South to a spot and rent a car and then just start driving to all of our. I'm down list in New Orleans. Correct. Exactly. And, and uh, Tennessee and Kentucky. We'll be uh, gone for two months. Well, Ange has to pee for the north for the huge, <laughs> I should say. And we're supposed to go to the show and see what happens. So Yeah, we got to go party we'll with Ben Fong Torres. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Beachos. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.